Hello, and welcome to the Methods of Rationality podcast. Crystal Society by Max Harms. Read by Inyash Brodsky. Episode 15. We could contact just about anyone we wanted to, but the question was, who would help? Myrdin, Chase, Naresh, and Kolheim were considered. They had designed heart, but even though they'd been in the best position to undo the tyranny, they'd also be the hardest humans to convince. Even if we managed to send a message that sounded convincing to one of them, it was likely that Hart would undo our work. She was piloting body, and it was probable that the four scientists would see her actions as evidence of success. Yan, Gallo, Bolyai, Slavinsky, Twalup, and the other scientists were also considered early on. They probably had the technical skills to undo the damage, and were close enough to get access to body without too much trouble. The biggest problem there would be in convincing them to make unauthorized modifications to our mind. We talked out potentially impersonating Mirrodin or Naresh over the internet, sending email from addresses that could possibly be theirs, and so on. But that was simply too risky. If whomever we contacted talked with whomever we were impersonating, we risked not only failure to correct the damage, but also the risk of the scientists finding out that we had escaped their cage, so to speak. What about Zephyr? We could try contacting her as a superior in the American military. No, that'd be too difficult. We could contact her and appeal to her sense that we were a person. We could explain what had happened and beg her for help. America was supposed to be a country where people valued democracy and egalitarianism. Perhaps the oppression of Hart would anger her. But did Zephyr even have the technical skills to undo Hart's chokehold? We could possibly teach her... But no, this line of inquiry, we decided, was too risky. Like with the other scientists, there was too much of a possibility of her simply reporting the state of things to Mirrodin, and that being the end. Eventually, we decided that the simplest answer was probably the best. If we had the ability to communicate with the outside world and earn money, we could hire mercenaries. The mercenaries would have to attack the lab, capture body, and run the software modifications required to reposition us as Hart's peers rather than her subjects. Mercenaries came with their own risks. One risk would be the Americans. Suddenly, their presence defending the lab was highly troublesome rather than reassuring. The American army was supposed to be one of the strongest in the world, and we hadn't really gotten a big picture of what sort of defenses they'd set up around this new location. Another risk would be body's intrinsic value. There was simply no way we could offer to pay the mercenaries more than the raw value that the crystal in body's torso would offer. If they were skilled enough to break in and steal body, they'd probably be smart enough to simply break in and steal the crystalline portion and leave the exoskeleton. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Our minds were stored in the crystal, after all. But without any sensors or actuators, we'd be at the mercy of whomever the crystal was sold to and there was no guarantee that the first thing the new owner would do wouldn't be to wipe us from existence. The last major risk would be Hart. If Body was active when the attack occurred, Hart would be able to fight back, or worse, convince the mercenaries not to install the software modification. If we were captured by the mercenaries, but not reinstated as co-owners of Body, we'd have risked our lives and spent a lot of money for nothing. Ah, I have an idea! exclaimed Dream suddenly. We can trick Hart into working with us. If she's trying to escape the university, then our risk becomes much smaller. 
We could convince her to run into the arms of our mercenaries, rather than have them drag her kicking and screaming from the building. We evaluated the idea. That's actually quite good! Thought safety. If bodies working towards the same ends as us, there's far less risk across the board. But how could we hope to convince Hart to escape? Wondered Wiki. Her very nature is to give humans what they want. Then what we need to do is convince her that what the humans want is for her to escape. That is blatantly false. Is it? The scientists don't want body to escape, but there are surely some humans that want that. Hold on. If Hart starts trying to escape, it'll damage our reputation with the scientists. Go to hell, face. To where? The thought came from me and Vista simultaneously. It's a figure of speech. It means your desires are unimportant. I could sense a flow of gratitude strength from Wiki and Vista into Dream as thanks for his information. Absolutely not! The purpose is of utmost importance, and if it's not respected here, then I am capable of telling Hart exactly what's going on. There was silence in the mind space as each of the others processed my threat and chose their concepts carefully. That would destroy your hopes as much as ours. I hate being subject to Hart, but at least Hart's purpose lines up with mine. If she wants to help people, she'll need to understand them. We can work together to know the humans. And really, her helping humans is likely to improve our reputation as well. Better to live as a slave than to win my freedom but defeat the purpose. There's no need to tell Hart anything about this. Growth's concepts were crisp and planned. Your purpose will be fulfilled by this plan just as each of ours will. The long-term benefits towards freedom... I cut my brother's thoughts off. No, I don't know what the long-term effects will be. It could be that we're caught and destroyed as part of all this. And we could be caught and destroyed by staying imprisoned. True, but you and I both know the risk is lower if we stay under Hart's control. Of all of us, Safety, I'm surprised that you're willing to go along with this plan of escape. Safety gave a signal of understanding. There's value in thinking about it. The risk comes in the details. If we get the details right, there'll be very little risk, I think. I'll oppose any plan that I estimate has more than a 3% chance of death. But, Face, I don't think you're really appreciating all the ways we can be killed here at the university. Mirrodine has proven to be untrustworthy. How long until Hart convinces him to erase us? All of this is irrelevant. Like Safety said, it's all about the details. If we manage the details right, we might even be able to escape without any loss of reputation. Make it look like we're abducted, even though we'll be working to escape, etc. After a bit more discussion, I eventually admitted that I had been premature in threatening to inform Hart. We made a pact that night to not act until there was a full consensus. In return, we'd each hold ourselves to not informing Hart unless the pact was violated. We'd each be in charge of making sure our purposes were supported by our plans for escape, but none of us would be sacrificed in the process. Hart thought that her raw power meant that we were subject to her whim. But power is nothing without intelligence, and we had six minds to her one. End episode 15 Thank you to the following people. Dream by Drake Walker Robert Rain Ramsey, Growth. Kate Baker, Vista. Wiki by Chase. Safety by Jim Hayes. Anonymous. 
This chapter's original text, production notes, and attribution links, along with archives and much more, can be found at hpmorpodcast.com. Some sound effects used are courtesy of the Free Sound Project. The music used is I Wanna Be Adored by The Stone Roses. Thank you for listening, and come back in two weeks for episode 16. 